0: Hello everyone, and welcome to our podcast, My Entrepreneurship Story. This podcast, as you might realize from the title, is going to be about my story as an entrepreneur. But before I talk about the contents, I just shortly want to speak about who I am. My name is Percian Nimrek. I was born in Istanbul, Turkey. After studying in Turkey, I have moved to Belgium, where I have spent four years doing my master's and internship. And also some work experience. Coming back to Istanbul on the age of 23. I have done my military service. Which is compulsory in Turkey. Traveled backpacking around the world. For more than a year. And I came back. Started a corporate job. Paid very well. Had a lot of perks. I hated it. And I quit in 6 months. And I decided to go my own way to become an entrepreneur. I have failed in my first entrepreneurship endeavor. I have failed in my second entrepreneurship endeavor. I have lost a lot of money. It has been emotionally very challenging. But today, I work as an international trainer that gives speeches all around the world, earning pretty decent money, and most importantly, doing the job that he loves. And this is what I'm going to talk to you about in this podcast, my story as an entrepreneur with all its failures, with all its successes, and most importantly, with all its experiences in the most sincere form possible. Thank you, and I'll see you in the next part. Hello, and welcome to another podcast of my entrepreneurship story. And yes, (laughs) the title of the podcast is my entrepreneurship story, where I share my experiences on my path on entrepreneurship, with all its failures, successes, and with all its sincere experiences. In the first part, I spoke a bit about myself. And in this part, I would just like to mention shortly what I'm going to speak about in this podcast. I will speak about my youth, first of all. I want to mention that in particular because the things that happened in my youth gave me the mentality of doing things that I want in my life, being an entrepreneur. Afterwards, I'm going to speak about my corporate experience, which, as I said in the first part, part I have quit in six months but that experience really helped me to see what I really want in life and I also mention why I did not want a corporate life afterwards I'm going to talk about the time that I decided to be an entrepreneur why I decided to be an entrepreneur and how I decided to be an entrepreneur afterwards I will continue by how I started being an entrepreneur what was the way how did they invest in it what were the procedures very shortly Afterwards, I'm going to speak about my first failure as an entrepreneur and afterwards I'm going to speak about my second failure as an entrepreneur and Afterwards, I'm going to speak about what opportunities did this endeavor bring to me and how did I learn from these failures and I will slowly finalize by with all these failures and experiences How did it put me in a way in where I want to be which is being an international trainer that works all around the world right now? making me earn good money making me travel around the world and most importantly, making me do a job that I love. So basically, this is going to be my story. Everything that has contributed me on being an entrepreneur and going on my way, despite all the social pressure, despite all the incentives, despite all the anomalies and despite all the failures. I will basically share my story with you and I hope you enjoy it. I'm going to try to say it in the most sincere form and basic form as possible. I'm looking forward to taking this journey with you, and I'll see you in the next part where I will speak about my youth and the things that I have done that gave me the mentality of being an entrepreneur. Thank you, and see you in the next podcast. Bye-bye. Hello, and welcome to our podcast titled My Entrepreneurship Story. (laughs) Yes, that's the title. In this podcast, I'm basically sharing my story on my way to become an entrepreneur, How did i become an entrepreneur my failures my successes basically my story and in this part i'm going to speak about how i decided to become an entrepreneur well the answer for this is not very simple but there are a few breaking points in my life the first one is when i was in the university i was very active at a student organization a european student organization which allowed me to travel a lot attend to projects meet international people basically it enlarged my vision about life and meeting so many high quality people that knows what they want from life, from their lives inspired me and I guess that was the time when the seed was planted afterwards I moved to Belgium where I stayed for four years did my masters did an internship and worked a bit and of course being there and traveling and meeting people and living in an international environment again helped me to enlarge widen my vision and then after coming back from Belgium to Istanbul my hometown I have taken up a corporate job, which paid very well for an entry job, which was an international firm which had a lot of perks. However, I quit that job after six months. There were a lot of reasons. When you looked from outside, it looked like the perfect job with everything, with its pay, with its logistics, with its opportunities. However, that was not the only thing that was important for me, but basically it was less than important. Of course, I wanted a good quality of life and earning money is is an important factor. But I didn't want to trade earning money to my freedom. I decided that I wanted a life, that I could still be free, make my own decision, take my own risks and work for my own dream and still earn money. And that's how I decided to become an entrepreneur. I quit my fancy job and then I sat down and made a plan. I said, okay, I want to be an entrepreneur. And of course, what exactly I wanted to do when it comes to entrepreneurship took me a while but i chose two ways one because i traveled a lot and generally stayed at hostels hostels are places where young people stay with that has bunk beds so they stay together and it's cheaper and it's suitable for travelers so i said okay i'm going to open a hostel in istanbul and my second plan was because in my student organization i was delivering a lot of trainings on soft skills project management leadership i wanted to be a professional trainer So these two paths I wanted to go in my life, to become an entrepreneur and to become a professional trainer. And after I decided that, of course, my life was going to be extremely different and I was going to pay a huge price for that. And in the next part, that's what I'm going to tell. Especially in the first years, how did I fail in my hustle business and lost a lot of money and how I could not get any training jobs for the first years. And of course those two, made me suffer financially a lot which was another challenge but we're going to speak about all of this in the next section. How did I fail? Thank you very much and I'll see you in the next part. Bye bye. Hello everybody and welcome to our podcast titled my entrepreneurship story which basically (laughs) is about my story as an entrepreneur. In this part I'm going to speak about my failure as an entrepreneur. In the previous parts as you might recall I was speaking about how did i decide to become one and obviously when you go after your own dreams failure is inevitable but it is also something essential but first let me tell you how i failed i have told in the previous part that i have invested at a hostel which is basically a hotel with several beds in the same room where travelers can come and stay for cheaper prices so what i did was I checked some websites where people were selling their businesses, their hostels. And I found one. I called them. They said it has been already sold. But me, persistent as always, still went to that building, met with the new owner, who was from New Zealand. And the hostel was in Istanbul. Let me remind you that, in Turkey. And after getting to know each other, after talking for a few months, we have decided to become partners. And what I did was basically, I have paid him around $10,000. Basically, that was like the half of the valuation of the place. And I was a 50% partner. And of course, I was extremely proud to be the owner of a hostel. My long time dream. However, things did not work out the way that I imagined them to be. Long story short, we have closed our hostel in one year. I have invested $10,000, but in total, I have lost around $20,000 from that venture, which was money I did not have. So I was also in a lot of debt. And coming to the aspects why I have failed... Well, there were a lot of different parameters. However, the main four parameters were number one, bad accounting. Basically, we did not do our math right. We did not crunch the numbers right. We just did a very arbitrary profit and loss statement. Nothing too deep. We didn't calculate things much. We always had the best case scenarios. And of course, in real life, generally the worst case scenarios happened. So due to our bad calculation, what we planned did not match what happened. Number two, was the bureaucracy. Having a business has a lot of bureaucracy and you really have to research it well. The papers you need, the permits, the tax rules, everything. And to be honest we did not do that very well. And then we found out at a later point that we needed some extra permits which we couldn't get because where the building was situated it was not allowed to have a tourism permit. And because of that we had to work and this is a secret underground for a bit. So because we did not have our documents, right? We could not even put up a sign saying, hey, this is a hostel. Come in. Third was the staff. Well, when you choose the people that you're going to work with, you have to be extremely diligent. That's why bigger companies, they do one, two, three, four steps of recruitment and selection processes when they choose someone. Because when you hire someone, you really have to be attentive on who you hire. Because it's really hard to fire someone. And since this was an existing building it already had some employees which were quite unmotivated. Because they were working there for a long time. Some employees we couldn't trust. And as I said it was not easy to fire those employees. Because they could even call the police and say that this place was running without a permit. And fourth was our landlady. Our landlady well she was a very difficult person she always wanted the most and she never gave anything in exchange and we said yes to all our demands to all her demands because we thought we were going to make money and when we couldn't make money we basically crushed under her demands which was extremely high rent and she didn't contribute nothing whatsoever to the maintenance of the building which in the law she had to and with these four parameters well there's a lot more but these are the four main parameters i have failed my first business lost around twenty thousand dollars and now I have a second hostel as well and that was running since the last five years however from 2015 to 2020 we had two incidents which was the terrorist attacks around the world also in Turkey in 2016 which stopped tourists from coming the country for a few years and the coronavirus that is happening right now that's why we decided to close it as well in our second business we did not repeat the same mistakes that we did in the first business however two external factors well it stopped us from succeeding but it was a great experience anyways all in all both of these failures losing money and all this has been even though it was quite stressful at that time especially my first failure right now has become very valuable lesson that led me to do what i want in my life which is to become an international trainer. But I'm going to speak about this in the next part, where I will mention what opportunities did all these failures and my endeavor on entrepreneurship bring. Thank you very much, and I'll see you in the next podcast. Bye-bye. Hello, and welcome to our podcast titled My Entrepreneurship Story. Yes, that's the title, because what we're speaking about here is my story as an entrepreneur, how I decided to become one, my failures, my achievements, the lessons that I have learned. And in this part, I'm going to speak about how all the failures that happened to me during this entrepreneurship journey brought opportunities in my life that I could not even have dreamt of. In the previous part, I told that I have opened up a hostel business and I failed, I lost a lot of money. It was quite traumatic. Apart from being in massive debt, well, massive for me, I have also been very traumatized emotionally. Also, there is the social pressure, obviously, the peer pressure, where they say, ah, you had a very nice job. Why did you leave it? Are you crazy? Now you have nothing, blah, blah, blah. You know, so resilience has been a very important factor for me because otherwise, if I wasn't resilient enough, I would have just gone back to my old job, which paid well, but I hated. But I didn't want that. I burned the bridges and I wanted to go in the direction that I dreamt for the rest of my life. And doing that, I have realized that my failures brought amazing opportunities. Well, first of all, it has been a great learning opportunity about business, making contacts, how not to be scammed, how to run a business, a lot of things. And I also told you in the beginning of my story that I went on two ways. One, I wanted to be an entrepreneur. And second, I wanted to be a professional trainer, a speaker. And on that side, on being a professional trainer, I was quite lost. Because as a young person, generally, you're not taken very much seriously. And what happened was, I have came across with a series of events called the Fuck Up Nights. Which is basically entrepreneurs who have failed coming together and telling their stories in a humorous manner. So I went to that event and I listened to the entrepreneurs. Which I really liked. I really liked the attitude, the sarcasm, the self-sarcasm. And for the next event, they were looking for speakers. And I applied. And they accepted me as a speaker. And I went there and I told my story of the hostel. How I failed. And also the fact that I had speaking experience from my past volunteering work, NGO work. It allowed me to give a very good speech. And people really enjoyed it. And they came to me after the speech and said, do you do this somewhere else? Do you give speeches? And then this was a breaking point in my life. Instead of expecting getting offers from firms to give trainings to them, I decided to create my own thing. And I created an event series called entrepreneurship stories we did one event for free with co-working spaces we organized it there one event five events, ten events 50 100 in a span of two three years and this became a very popular event which created an amazing community of people around me i met professionals white collars, entrepreneurs inventors travelers any kind of people but they were all quality people that knew what they wanted from life And knowing them, and each time learning something about my job, how to speak with people, how to organize my thoughts, how to network, and meeting with the correct people, then I started working as a trainer. Because the simplest example, a human resources representative from a big bank in Turkey came and watched my event, attended my event. And... She really liked what she saw, and then when she went back to work, she told her manager that there's this guy giving speeches about entrepreneurship and other topics, because I also spoke about public speaking, etc., etc., and she suggested that they should hire me for a training, and they did. So I gave my first speech in a bank for a day, and earned pretty good money, around $200 for one hour. And this is how things started for me. I found out the magic of creating your own thing, creating a community and learning and improving yourself each day. And then the correct people opens the correct doors for you. And then you just have to walk through it. And this is how, this is the most substantial example on how failure brought opportunities to me. I failed. I didn't give up. I told the story of my failure, laughing at myself. And then people started recognizing me. And then I start getting job opportunities. And this has turned into something amazing, which I'm going to share in the second part of this podcast. Thank you very much. And I'll see you in the next part. Bye-bye. Hello, everybody. And welcome to our podcast titled My Entrepreneurship Story. And yes, in this podcast, I'm basically sharing my story as an entrepreneur. How did I decide to become one? My failures, my achievements lessons learned. In the last part, we spoke about what opportunities did my failure as an entrepreneur bring to me. And what I basically said was it allowed me to give a speech in an event series where that speech became quite popular. And with that popularity, I started my own event series, which raised a huge community around me, which gave me a lot of opportunities to do my job, to train people. And in this part, I will continue what happened after that. Basically, in the last part, I left it at the point where I did more than 50 events about entrepreneurship, where me and fellow entrepreneurs that I invited shared their stories. And people really related to that because we were not only speaking about how to be rich, how to be successful, but it was event where we were sincerely talking about all our failures, all our all our understandings, all our lessons. It was like friends talking. And after that, I gave my first training at a bank, thanks to a person who came to one of my speeches. really liked what i said and then went back to their human resources manager or their manager and they invited me and i gave a speech i earned my first money by training and the more i did my thing the more trainings like that i started delivering another bank wanted to work with me and then they heard that i gave a nice training there and then another company wanted to work with me. so i started growing exponentially and after a while also thanks to the fact that i could do this job in english because my native language is turkish the companies who are who were coming to turkey to receive trainings they start contacting me because they needed trainers that spoke english fluently and that has been the breaking point for me because once i started working with these companies they always wanted to continue working and this has been an amazing income source for me as well as when other companies saw that i was doing this in english they also wanted to invite me to their trainings so basically it all fed each other and after that even though i love giving trainings one-on-one to groups of people in the same place I said why not make use of the technology and I started recording my trainings and publishing them on online training platforms and selling them and people start buying it and they're always there so people can always buy it so I can even earn money while I'm doing the speech then because of my job I started getting to know a lot of trainers and then I started cooperating with them because Companies who start trusting me, worked with me for a while, they start asking me, "Perchin, your topics are leadership, project management, blah, blah, blah. But do you know someone that can train people on finance? So then I met a couple of people who were giving good trainings in finance. Decent people, honest people as well. And then I start working with them. So I arranged trainings for them. They delivered the training. And I also earned money from the organization. Then I said, okay, let me write the things that I know as well so I start writing a couple of books and they have been published and those books obviously people who read those books wanted to meet me they wanted to work with me and even though I start my job in Istanbul then we start doing events and trainings in other cities and then we went to other countries I gave trainings in UK in a lot of countries in Europe in US a lot of countries in Latin America Asia in Nepal India Uzbekistan Kazakhstan so the more I did, the more I had opportunities to do so because I got better at it each time and I'm still getting better at it and I will get better at it till the rest of my life, till the end of my days. And the more I did, the more people got to know about me. Also due to the fact that I start using social media effectively, etc., etc. And at the end, I started teaming up. I started working with a graphic designer. I started working with a consultant, a lawyer, an accountant, a brand manager, because that is important if you want to grow, widen and deepen. But all of this, I just wanted to give you a little picture on how... Me becoming an entrepreneur failing at my businesses but still being resilient and continuing and understanding what I want to do in my life and doing it with all the lessons that I have learned brought me to this state where I am a renowned trainer not only in Turkey but in a lot of countries as well and people want my services, people want to work with me, people want to pay me in exchange of my services and they pay me well, they buy my tickets to other countries. So. I have become a very valuable trainer at the age of 33. I'm 33 right now. I've been doing this for four or five years. But in the last one, two years especially, it has grown a lot. And this, all this, if I had not entered this entrepreneurship path, stayed at my company, this wouldn't have happened for sure. And most probably it wouldn't have been better because I really love what I'm doing right now. I'm free. I earn good money. And it was all thanks to my courage that I entered this path on entrepreneurship. I failed. I stood up. I failed again. I stood up and kept going with all the lessons I learned, with all my bruises. And I guess this is a summary of life that you fail, you try, you fail, you try, and then you try to get better at each time. And then at some point you start getting results. <laughs> so this is my story on how I turned failure into opportunity. And in the last part, I want to speak about the lessons that I have learned. I will also divide that part into two parts because there's a lot to be talked about. But I have learned a lot of valuable lessons in this process and I want to share it with you all. Thank you very much and I'll see you in the next podcast. Bye bye. Hello and welcome to our podcast, My Entrepreneurship Story. We have already discussed a lot. I have told you about how I decided to become an entrepreneur how I failed and how this failure brought opportunities to me that I wouldn't have ever dreamt of. And in this final part, which we will divide into two separate parts, I'm going to tell you about some of the main lessons that I have learned throughout this experience. These are not only things that I'm implementing for my life as an entrepreneur, but for my life in general, such as active listening. All this process helped me understand how valuable it is to listen to people actively. Because before, when people were speaking to me, I was always thinking about how I could respond in the best way. And while I was busy thinking about this, I did not really listen to the person speaking to me. And obviously, because I did not listen, what I wanted to say was not really the answer to the question or to the statement. And obviously, because of my mimics and gestures, the other person felt that I did not listen to this, to him or her. And obviously that did not make this person feel fantastic. In time, when I understood the value of listening actively, I practiced it better, more, more, and more. And the more I implemented in my life, the higher the quality of my life became. And by active listening, I mean this. When somebody speaks to you, you are with this person 100%. And make this person understand that the time you're spending with that person is extremely valuable. And there's nothing else that you would rather do this is active listening and when you truly listen to someone it is much easier to respond because people tell you what they want or what they need you just have to listen and then you just have to respond and this will make people feel good feel cared about feel prioritized and it is much easier to solve conflict or to have a discussion or to argue or to discuss about something the more i listened the higher my quality of life increased. That's why, even though I'm a speaker by profession, apart from the time where I'm a speaker, I try to listen more than I speak. Secondly, all these experiences, especially the failure part, taught me to be resilient. I think I was always a resilient person by nature. I always tried things. If I failed, I tried it again and again, tried to see what was the problem, tried to fix it and try again. And I guess, When I failed this business of fossil and lost all that money, I could have easily gone back to a job that I didn't like but just paid well. But I preferred not to do that. I was resilient and I just kept on going. This doesn't mean I just did the same things over and over again without learning anything. It was also important for me to understand where I did wrong and to fix those things. So I always try to make it better each time. While not giving up from my main dream, and one of the main things that I see in entrepreneurs who are successful is resilience. Because if you really want something, and if you understand the realities, and if you work hard enough, then you get what you want, or it evolves it in a way that you make that would make you happy. Another thing that I have learned is to serve something bigger than yourself. Whenever I thought about something in a self-centered matter, like. When I asked the question what would I get from this, then I've experienced that I never gave my 100% to it, even though what I would get in exchange of what I did was a lot of money, prestige, blah blah blah. But because this only served me, but no one else, it didn't completely motivate me. I think as human beings we are bound to serve each other to our world, to our universe, and I think. We have this magical thing inside ourselves once we understand how we can relate what we do to making the world a better place and serving to something bigger than yourself then this magical place brings out this huge beam of light which is your aura that shines around you and this will possibly affect your work your life whatever you want to do because you gain this tremendous amount of energy by going after something with the intention of serving something bigger than yourself not only to your own interests and this Is something magical that will open every door for you on your path and lastly in this round is to I have learned to accept life with every part of it I think one of the biggest problems of human beings is to expect a life without problems but problems challenges issues will always come up you can choose to have better quality problems but there will always be problems right So when you expect a life without problems, it means you're always in your comfort zone, which there is not much room to improve. But if you go a bit out of your comfort zone, there will be challenges. And I prefer to say challenges than problems, actually. And you have to accept the reality of these challenges if you want to move on in life. You have to see these challenges as opportunities to improve yourself. Like You cannot get fit without doing sports. And when you do sports, you will feel uncomfortable. It will be hard, right? You'll sweat. These are not exactly pleasant things, but it's for your betterment. So it's the same, when you understand that life is not only about ups, 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 like success and accomplishing things and being always happy, but also lows that you can sometimes be sad, be anxious, be stressed, be nervous. And when you accept life in a holistic manner, then life flows much easier because you will have challenges in your life no matter what. And once you get in peace with those challenges and see them as opportunities to develop, and then it will be magical because then it means you will be taking life with all its aspects. And you cannot live life fully without accepting all its aspects. All its aspects. So this experience also helped me to understand that I have to... I not have to by must, but it will make my life much easier and increase the quality of my life when I truly accept life with every aspect of it. Not only trying to be happy or successful or an accomplished person, but also understanding that there will be failures in life that will make me sad, anxious, angry. And that's perfectly fine. And then you become invulnerable. In the next part, we will continue about a few more life lessons that I have gained through those experiences in my NGO life, entrepreneurship life, or my life in general. I hope you enjoyed this part and I'll see you in the next part. Bye bye. Hello. And welcome to our podcast titled My Entrepreneurship Story. In this podcast, I told you about my story as an entrepreneur, as the title suggests, where I have spoke, where I have spoken about how I decided to become an entrepreneur, what were my failures, what were my achievements, and what were my lessons. And in the last part I mentioned a few very valuable, important life lessons that I have learned throughout this experience. And I keep on learning, of course. And in this part, I would like to continue counting a few more of those lessons. And I'll start by, I'll continue by knowing yourself. This process where I quit my corporate job and entered this path of being an entrepreneur and failed, lost a lot of money, got scammed, met with some wrong people, has helped me to get to know myself. I think one of the best ways to get to know ourselves as people, like where our feelings come from, where our decisions come from, what makes us feel how, what are our limits, what do we want in life, what we don't and a lot of other questions. To understand that, we have to be out of our comfort zone. And this experience as an entrepreneur truly put me out of my comfort zone in a lot of ways. I had a lot of downs, but all of these helped me to reflect in and ask myself, what do I want from my life? What do I need? And who... Am I exactly. Obviously there is no generic answer to who we are. It is constantly changing and evolving as our cells regenerate our minds and characters also do. But the more we understand what we expect from this life and where our feelings come from because a lot of our subconscious it's shaped during our childhood, baby years that we don't even realize or we are not even aware of. Once we know ourselves and when once we start reflecting and once we start understanding where those feelings come from then It is much easier to manage those feelings and to respond to these feelings because you understand where they are coming from deep down, not the superficial reason. It is a basic example such as if you are a person that likes to open up the fridge at the night and stuff your face, the reason for that might be much deeper. And you might be doing that in order to compensate for something that is or that was lacking in your life. So when you know yourself, you understand that the reason why you want to eat during the night is not because you want to eat. But it's because there is something missing down there, deep there. And once you understand that, you can dissociate the eating habit because that is not what would fix that situation. It's a simple example. When you know yourself, you will see where your feelings come from and then you can take action accordingly. And action that would actually fix or improve the situation. So another important lesson for me was how important it was to get to know myself. I'm not saying that I know myself 100%. As I also said, it's something organic. However, I understood the importance of knowing yourself and every day I try to get to know myself more and more. Apart from that, as I said during my years of entrepreneurship i have met with a lot of wrong people which means dishonest people people that were looking out for their interests but this also helped me to distinguish between those kinds of people and people that are actually good for me and by people that are actually good for me i mean people that are productive proactive goodwilled that mean well with a good heart honest that i can rely on we're not perfect none of us are but for me it's the intention and the effort that counts and after this experience especially I always try to surround myself with people that I feel good next to and that would inspire me that would be role models and vice versa of course I don't only want to take from them but also give to them and the more I did that the more the quality of my life also increased because as a person personal and professionally my quality increased as well so it has been absolutely crucial for me to be with the correct people there is a very nice saying which I resonate with it says, you're the average of the closest 5 person to you. And I think that's very important. The people that you hang out most with, their quality really reflects on your quality. And finally, I have also understood that life is short because I lost a lot of people in my life. By lost, I mean they passed away. And I have realized that it is good to work hard, it's good to produce, it's good to be contributive to society, but it's also extremely important to enjoy while doing all of this. I believe in this option where you can do all this, like be a productive member of society and you can still enjoy it. I think it is again about knowing yourself and what truly gives you pleasure and it can be different for every person. For some people being an entrepreneur can give you true meaning and pleasure but for some other being a doctor for some other it can be being a janitor and that's okay because we need janitors as much as we need doctors so when the person understands what they truly enjoy in life and make it as enjoyable as possible for them because it doesn't need to be 100% fun there are boring parts in every job but once you enjoy the general idea of it and the meaning you give to the world with it then you'll truly enjoy it so i think we always have to keep our inner child and enjoy the moments that we have, because life is short and there's no reason not to enjoy it, even though when we're doing our job. And if we find out what truly gives us pleasure as a work, then it will be magical. And that's why I quit my corporate job that paid very well and entered this path despite all its obstacles, because I truly enjoyed it and I enjoy it and I will keep on enjoying it and I'm very grateful that I have taken up this decision. So there are a lot of life lessons that I can keep on counting, but I want to just share the most fundamental ones for me, with you. I hope you found them useful. Again, these were my lessons. You don't need to resonate with all of them. But if you take anything out of this, I'm more than happy. Thank you very much. And in the last part, we will be closing our podcast. Have a fantastic time. Bye-bye. Hello, everybody. And welcome to our podcast, My Entrepreneurship Story. This is the final part of our podcast. Basically, to say goodbye to you. In this podcast series, we have spoken a lot about entrepreneurship. And the way I tried to do this was to tell you my story as an entrepreneur. How I decided to become one, my failures, my achievements, my lessons, the opportunities that this bring brought to me in life and what I'm doing right now and what I envision to do in the future. What I can say when I'm finishing is that I have realized that it is absolutely essential to know yourself well enough to understand what you want from this life and how you can contribute to it. And once you do that and once you have enough mental capita and emotional capital, to go through with your goals and go your own way of course you can take advice from people but not let them guide you all the time then there's nothing that you cannot achieve every person that you see as role models have achieved this in their lives they know themselves well enough they're resilient enough to go on the path that they want they had failures but they didn't give up they learned each time and they try to do better and this is the key to success the rest comes by itself, once you know what you want, once you know what you expect from life and how you can contribute to it. And if you work efficiently and with internal motivation, there is nothing you cannot accomplish. You can be the head of a giant technology firm. You can be a international, known, famous social entrepreneur. You can be the best chef in the world, or you can be the best, well, there's no best on that, but you can be a very well-known world traveler. So again, they all lie in the same principle understanding what you want from life and going after it and being resilient enough and always keeping on learning and of course being kind to yourself. This path has been amazing for me. I am so glad that I've decided to become an entrepreneur, go my own way, have all these failures which allowed me to live the life that I want to live right now. And hopefully I have many more years ahead of me to make even bigger contributions to the world and by this to myself. And I hope this podcast has been a good contribution to your lives as well and it inspired you even just a little bit. If so, then I have reached my aim. Thank you very much, and I'll see you in another podcast. Thank you for being here, and if you have any questions, you can always contact me through social media. I'm active on Instagram and LinkedIn, so you can just type my name and surname, Perchin Imrek, and write me your comments, questions, or anything that you want to share. It will be my pleasure. Take care, and I'll see you in another podcast. Bye-bye.